Thank you for listening to today's service from First Love Podcast at the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois, for Sunday, August 23rd, 2020. Reverend Jonathan Warren's sermon title today is We Need Each Other. Our special music is a piano solo from Christine Smith titled Jesus Loves Me. First hymn is hymn number 93. Lift up your heads, you mighty gates. Second hymn, 716. God, whose giving knows no ending. Third and last hymn, 700. I'm gonna live so God can use me. We are attempting to collect 500 food items for our local food bank. And currently we are sitting at 454. If you would like to contribute to our collection, you can bring it by the church at 870 West College, or you can call 245-4189, area code 217, and let our secretary know you're coming. She can meet you at the door and pick it up. Another option is sending it to our church at 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, 62650 via Amazon. Some people have already done that. We are looking for volunteers for our sound crew to give them a break once in a while. So if you are interested in learning how to use the soundboard and other video equipment that we have available for Sunday services, please contact the office at Area code 217-245-4189. We pray that you have a safe and healthy and blessings-filled week. Our first scripture reading comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, starting with the 13th verse. Let us listen to the Word of God. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, He asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. The gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And he sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Our next scripture comes to us from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. Let us listen to the Word of God. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be confirmed conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, do not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members one of another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, compassionate in cheerfulness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, I know this might not preach as well here, but I do know it's easy to think that church isn't worth it at times. There are certainly a lot of reasons why uh, many folks just don't find the time for church. I know some of the, the, some of the excuses, like Christians are hypocritical, right? We're judgmental, uh, sermons are boring, well some people's sermons are boring, the music's old-fashioned, the other reality is that our world is very good at pulling people away, right? Families are extremely busy. And especially these days with uh, pandemic and school and work, uh, there's a lot of anxiety. Sometimes the last thing folks want to find time for is church. Sometimes our lives have ups and downs, and it's easy to to just get away, to pull away. The church fails people. The pastor or leaders or members hurt us. So people leave. Maybe we've left uh, for some of these reasons. Additionally, the church isn't always uh, good at being relevant. It's unable to meet physical or spiritual needs at times. I'm sure if we're really honest, uh, some of us have had these or other reasons why church isn't worth it. Now, uh, I found a clever blog with honest church signs that I want to share. It showed pictures of church marquee signs. You know the ones you pass on the road and you you read them or you don't read them. Uh, And I want to share a few of them. I I think they're kind of fun. You're young. Our pastor is young. Isn't that enough for you to worship with us? You will never find our restrooms. That was on the marquee, right? (laughs) It is true. 
Do you, on, do you only sing songs written before 1900? So do we. <laughs> we think our use of PowerPoint will draw young people like moths to a flame. Join us for worship if you're exactly like us. Don't worry, we ignore the Old Testament too. <laughs> we call ourselves a friendly church, but we are delusional. <laughs> Celebrating 125 years of marginal ministry. <laughs> Hopefully it made you laugh, and maybe some of it made you squirm a little, because this list of honest church signs is... Surprisingly true sometimes. There's a, a lot of reasons why no one would want to be part of a church. In fact, there are many more reasons not to be part of a church these days. The institution is broken. It is the institution. It's not relevant. And these days, you can't even come to church and sing a song from the 18th, 19th, 20th century. You can only hum it. Truth is, we're not usually this honest with ourselves, are we? But I think as a church, I think it would be better if we just said it like it is, right? If we were honest, maybe as honest as these signs, we'd recognize that the church is a group of imperfect people. We're part of a place that's messed up because we are imperfect. Now, I think this is a great motto. What if we owned it? Uh, the reality is the church and all churches are full of imperfect and broken people. We don't have all the answers. We don't all fit in. We know we're supposed to love everyone, but we don't. We know we're supposed to forgive, but that's really hard. We know we're supposed to do more good than wrong, but we don't always then why is church important? Now, I could stand up here trying to argue a case for the church, which is a group of messed up and imperfect folks. Sometimes try, sometimes follow a perfect example of love in our world. God loves us and calls us to love perfectly, which is near impossible. Romans 12, we hear that we're called to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. We're called not to conform to this world, but to be transformed. Now, how can anyone even do this impossible task? How can our church, our God, expect this from imperfect folks like us? It's an impossible request. It's one that we will always fail. Now, if we look carefully at it, any of the biblical patriarchs and matriarchs, they each share a common trait. It's a trait that we all share, and it's imperfection. Look at it. The, the very reasons why we should not be part of God's community uh, are these. Abraham was stubborn and old. Uh, Jacob was insecure. Rachel was manipulative. Moses was a murderer. Gideon was a nobody. David had an affair, Elijah was suicidal, Jeremiah was depressed, 
Naomi was a poor widow. Samaritan woman had five failed marriages. Thomas had doubts. Paul killed Christians. Timothy was timid. And that's not even everybody. Yet God somehow uses each of these folks, as imperfect and incapable as they are, God somehow recognizes their values and their gifts. Romans 12, 4 through 5 says, For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function. So we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members one of another. We're a body together with many gifts and abilities. God somehow uses each of us, as imperfect as we are, to be one body in Christ, to be the church, which by design is imperfect. Many years ago, before this pandemic, Vance Packard called America a nation of strangers. Studies showed that four out of ten people experience feeling intense loneliness. Our American culture has produced people who are more closely uh, identified with the characters on a weekly TV show than with their next-door neighbors. Out of all the crud that this uh, pandemic has brought, one bright spot may be the fact that we as a people, as a nation, finally see the importance of community and fellowship and family. Everywhere we look, before and especially now, there are signs of people hungering for these very things. In fact, beer commercials don't sell beer, they sell fellowship. Advertisers don't portray somebody drinking alone. It's always in the context of enjoying each other's company. People who long to be connected. That's our message. Christ's message. One pastor says there are many analogies for a Christian disconnected from a church, a football player without a team, a soldier without a balloon, platoon, a tuba player without an orchestra, a sheep without a flock. Most understandable and biblical is that of a child without a family. And that family is the church. In my last church, an 85-year-old woman named Ruby adopted my girls as an honorary great-grandchild. You'd have loved Ruby. She had a southern voice. She was from Alabama. She just looked like... A, she looked and sounded like a southern uh, woman. Siobhan and my family's... Uh, live far away, and we needed a family. In fact, she used to give Hannah cookies all the time. I think when she was about one, two, three. In fact, she used to give Hannah so many cookies, Hannah used to call her Cookie. She didn't know her name. Ruby taught me many things. She shared with me the joys and struggles over her lifetime. In fact, she wouldn't be afraid to tell you that she's imperfect. 
but she used her gifts. She tried to live into Christ's calling, loving others. In fact, she adopted everyone in that church as family. Now, as imperfect and dysfunctional as the church sometimes seems, as hypocritical and as old-fashioned as it sometimes is, the church brought together an 85-year-old woman from the South and a 30-something-year-old pastor from Chicago suburbs. And we became family. I'm better because of Ruby. She wasn't ever perfect. She wasn't a saint. But she treated me like family, like many people in this church do. It's probably one of the things I like best about our church's mission statement. It says this, the church, more than a building, a living body. More than a body, a family of caring, concerned people growing together in the love and service of Christ. First Presbyterian Church. If you ask folks what this church is, most people here will say it's their church family. It's what this church does. It brings us together. We become a family. Now, we all know that nobody has a perfect family. If someone moves or another dies or leaves or gets disconnected, it leaves a hole. It becomes a big loss in a church because we're all children and we need a family, each one. We need that whole body, and we're better because of it. A member of a certain church who previously had not been attending services regularly stopped going, and, and after a few weeks, the pastor decided to visit him. It was a chilly evening. The pastor found the man at home alone, sitting before a blazing fire. Guessing the reason for the pastor's visit, the man welcomed him in, led him to a big chair near the fireplace, and waited. The pastor made him comfortable, but said nothing. In the grave silence, he contemplated the play of the flames around the burning logs. After some minutes, the pastor took out the fire tongs, carefully picked up a brightly burning ember. And he placed it to one side of the hearth all alone. Then he sat back in his chair, still silent. And the host uh, watched all this in quiet fascination. And you could see the lone embers uh, flame diminish. There was a monetary glow and then its fire was no more. Soon it was cold and dead as a doornail. Not a word had been spoken since the initial greeting. And just before the pastor was ready to leave, he picked up the cold, dead ember and placed it in the middle of the fire. Immediately began to glow once more with the light and warmth of the burning coals all around it. As the pastor reached the door to leave, his host said, Thank you so much for your visit. I shall be back in church next Sunday. It's 
especially these days when we can't physically be together, I think we've discovered that it's more important than ever to be connected, to stay connected to one another. Maybe we send a note, make a phone call, share a meal. We pray for one another. And today we confidently claim as a church that we are, yes, we are imperfect. Each of us, that's who we are. We want every child, every person with no exceptions to know that they can be part of this church family. Especially if they don't have it together. Because we need each other to make this church work. In the name of the Father, and in the name of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you find this CD or podcast inspirational and would like to support our ministry at First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois, please send contributions to First Presbyterian Church, 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, 62650. Even if you are not attending in person, you can contribute through your financial institution through bill pay, and if an account number is needed, use 870-870-870. Our phone number at First Presbyterian Church is 217-245-4189. Email office at firstpresjax.org. That's O-F-F-I-C-E at first F-I-R-S-T P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. Look for the live stream video on Sundays on our Facebook page www.facebook.com slash firstpresjacks. We also have available a Facebook group called Presbyterians with a Purpose. This Facebook page is for you or anyone else who wants or needs to connect with others during these challenging times. You can check out our Facebook page for Presbyterians with a Purpose at www.facebook.com dot com slash groups slash two two one seven six one three eight two two seven one one five three slash that's www.facebook.com slash groups slash two two one seven six one three eight two two seven one one five three slash. We pray that you have a blessed and joy filled, safe, healthy week. God bless.